The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. It was about noon and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon because of an eclipse of the sun. Then the veil of the temple was torn down the middle. Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. And when he had said this, he breathed his last. Now there was a virtuous and righteous man named Joseph, who, though he was a member of the council, went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. After he had taken the body down, he wrapped it in a linen cloth and laid him in a rock-hewn tomb in which no one had yet been buried. At daybreak on the first day of the week, they took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were puzzling over this, behold, two men in dazzling garments appeared to them. They were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground. They said to them, Why do you seek the living one among the dead? He is not here, but he has been raised. The Gospel of the Lord. Following Mass today, we're going to have a procession to our cemetery for preborns for a burial of Jeffrey Blaze Jackson, but also up until now I've simply been blessing each grave individually. Uh, we're going to bless the entire cemetery uh, following a Mass today. Because we have a different attitude, first of all, towards life as Catholics, very different than our culture, certainly, and a very different attitude towards death as well. Our world would trivialize both of them. We trivialize death by glossing it over, pretending that everything is just fine. Hopefully it is. And we're all going straight to heaven. Most of us are not perfect. When we die, we die with certain degrees of imperfection. Some of them are visible. Some of them may not be. Hopefully we will die not with mortal sin unrepented. But even with, this, with that repented, there's still healing that's needed. And very often there are venial sins that remain part of our life, for which we are not sorry, at least not yet, or at least not sufficiently repentant. We all need healing when we die because we cannot enter into the presence of God, infinite perfection, unless we ourselves are recreated in that perfection, which is what purgatory is all about. Purgatory is a place of healing. God never punishes just to punish. And purgatory, while it's a place of pain, is painful only in the sense that God is bringing us to perfection. And we find that painful, even in this life, don't we? Uh, having to give up something that's holding us back from God may be something we consider very painful. To give up some sort of psychological or emotional defect is difficult for us in this life. Um, and that's what purgatory is all about. It's that cleansing, that healing that we need in order to enter into the presence of God. It's part of God's justice and part of his mercy, and in particular, it's a, it's a very beautiful sign of his love, that he wants us, but he wants us not tarnished as we may be, but really 
recreated in his image and likeness. That, too, is the work of purgatory. I don't don't think people will understand that very well. As I said, so many Christians have this superficial idea of death that, oh, it doesn't matter, God will take us to heaven just like that. Um, But God is love. He won't do that. And God does not trivialize his own creation, nor does he trivialize death that we brought into the world that he made redemptive. Remember, it was original sin that brought uh, suffering and death into the world. It was only God who made suffering and death the condition for life. Uh, as That's what the cross is all about. So we then come today to, to pray for the souls of the faithful departed, especially those who are closest to us. We have an obligation to pray for those souls who have gone before us. Um, I've said this once before, I think, that when we die, we're going to be confronted with that, and they are going to say, why weren't you praying for me all this time? And we will probably say something like, well, I thought you'd be out by now. Um, remember, one day with God is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like a day. Um, I would certainly hope that, no, that uh, that would be the case. But each one of us needs something different by way of healing, and that is up to God. But he has given us some role to play in their healing. Exactly how that is, we're not sure. But we pray, as we would pray, for instance, let's say for a loved one who had wandered away, uh, who's still alive, we would pray that God's grace would transform them. Well, when people die, we're praying also that they will open themselves up to the healing power of God. And that takes a different amount of time for different individuals. So, um, but the greatest prayer we can offer for them is the Mass the greatest prayer for healing that there is. And so we offer that frequently for individuals, and today we offer it for the souls of all the faithful departed. Let us pray. For the souls of all the faithful departed, especially our relatives, friends, and benefactors, for all who have died in the battlefield, all victims of violence, terrorism, and natural disaster, For those who died in the terrorist attacks in New York, eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. May they rest in peace. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed. For the church throughout the world, that her members will always be aware of death, always be prepared for death when it comes. We pray to the Lord. For our nation, for all nations of the world, we will have a great respect for the bodies of the dead. We will, always, we will pray for them and pray for their healing. We pray to the Lord. For those who are sick and suffering, they may know that they are united to the death of Christ in their suffering. For those who are greatly tempted, for those who have wandered from the faith and for their healing, we pray to the Lord. For greater respect for human life, especially at the end, we pray to the Lord. For an increase in vocations to priesthood and the consecrated life, those young men and women who will proclaim the kingdom of God and the resurrection, for greater reverence for the witness of marriage and the single life, we pray to the Lord. For our bishop, priests, deacons, and seminarians, and for the American hierarchy, having been transformed themselves 
by the grace of God, they may then proclaim the, the death and resurrection of Christ to the world. We pray to the Lord. And for all of us here, that we will be prepared when the Lord comes now and at the end of our lives, we pray to the Lord. We now join our prayers to those of the Mother of the Resurrection as we say, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, and at the hour of our death. Amen.